welcome to Octet, a podcast about sound in video games. I'm Noel. I am Nathan. Today we are talking about Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Noel, what is what is Baldur's Gate 3? Okay, um... Well, I'll I'll kind of I'll kind of take us through a journey chronologically here. Um, Baldur's Gate One was released in '98 um, by, wait for it, Bioware. When no one knew who Bioware was yet, they're like this little teeny indie dev for all intents and purposes still at the time. Um, and it is a uh, like computer RPG, which doesn't really mean too much anymore. But it was kind of a role playing game where. You control the party of characters, um, like kind of a real-time overworld with turn-based combat. And you explore stuff and level up your party. Um, like you had to have dialogue where you progress relationships with people. Um, and that's still kind of what Baldur's Gate is today. But again, this first one was 1998. Then the next one, Baldur's Gate 2, still Bioware, I believe, was released in 2000. Two years later, <laughs> after the first Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. Um also set in the same, you know, D&D, set in the realms, technically, or the Forgotten Realms, called the realms by Dungeons & Dragons players uh, in the Faerun region, more specifically, if you want to get technical. Um, and yeah, same kind of thing. It was like cleaned up a little bit. I think it was a little bit easier. I didn't. I haven't played either of these, but I think that was the thing. A um, little bit easier, a little more approachable, and kind of felt more powerful as the player. But still, a kind of uh, dialogue and combat hybrid game. There was kind of like dialogue choices you can make with characters and relationships that evolved and stuff. Um, yeah, it did like real time with pause combat, the first two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's you like can, the old, but CRPG thing. Yeah, there's a, there were a bunch of games I feel kind of in that around that time. Um, I wasn't super into them, but um, I'm trying to think. Like Neverwinter Nights, I think was another one. There was, there was a whole bunch of these kind of computer RPGs where they were like top down, usually um, pretty crunchy uh just like super numbers heavy and you can like go in and get really fiddly with how your party's optimized to kind of help you beat the game um and that was kind of how they how what they expected of the player and and how they worked um so anyway that was 2000 then the license has been kind of in a weird place with dungeons and dragons because like wizards of the coast owns them they got bought by uh a big one now hasbro or mattel someone big owns um owns D&D technically now. Anyway, long story short, there was like all these licensing problems. Everyone was trying to make Baldur's Gate 3. There was like several iterations that never really made it out the door. But now, Larian Studios, a uh, Belgian video game developer, they made the Divinity series, which is like very well regarded. People loved it. It's, um, it kind of, it feels as though it, it pulled a lot from these CRPGs of old. It was just kind of a modern, modernized version of them, the Divinity series. Um, like, very reverent. People liked them. They did a really good job of capturing that, but kind of bringing it up and using all the modern tooling that computers afford us now. Uh, anyway, eventually they got the licensing deal all figured out, and they started, and then have now just released Baldur's Gate 3. And it's quite good. What is your yeah. review of Baldur's Gate so far, Nathan? Yeah, it's like, it's crazy to me. Not crazy to me, but like Larian was making Divinity games like forever. And they made like Original Sin, like 
10 years ago, yeah. it feels like now, or around there at least, that was like very much a like, yeah, kind of like a CRPG throwback with turn-based combat, which mm-hmm. was like the the kind of differentiator, I think, because like most of those CRPG adjacents all use like real time with pause where you right, kind of like would do right. commands and it would like pause every time someone finished something and then you'd give them a new command, which is kind of like, I mean, almost turn-based, like even like Final Fantasy, it's almost like active time battle in those, but regardless, then like Original Sin came out that was just like turn-based people liked it then original sin 2 came out that was like a little more like you know higher budget felt better yeah and then this feels like very much a i don't know if sequel is the right word but like sidequel mm-hmm. to original sin 2 with like more more D like systems and influence but it's very much like if you were to like is this more like Baldur's gate 2 versus more like you know uh, their last Larian's last game it's very much more like a Larian game than it is like at least in like the systems and like combat and all of that um yeah but like I'm having a very good time with it it has been very fun it's grabbing me in a way that like a game hasn't or it's scratching the itch that I haven't had scratched I guess since some of Bioware's other games they did after Baldur's Gate. Cause I didn't right. really get into Bioware games until Mass Effect and like Dragon Age and Dragon Age Origins is probably my favorite Bioware game. And this feels um, very similar to, to like that game in particular and just the way that uh, the like dialogue works, the way companions are set up, mm-hmm. the way like just the role, but the options, the kind of, the, the the way you can like branch out and do a bunch of different things where they all kind of lead you to like one thing and then they all kind of branch out again. They kinda of like the way yeah, it's just like all organized. I'm having yep. a really good time with it. I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. What are what are you thinking so far? Yeah, um I'm liking it a lot. I think just to kind of close this loop, like on how it feels to play for maybe people that don't have a super good frame of reference, it does the systems do feel it's interesting. They 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 feel very much like divinity minute to minute for the most part. But I feel like those Divinity games also then kind of feel like Bioware games, right? And I think that this one is just like, I feel like they crossed some threshold now where it really, it really popped off. Like, they just like got got into some sweet spot where the, like, the characters feel really good. Everything's really engaging. The world is just, it's, it's crazy how captivating it is. Um, It kind of, it kind of feels like, you know, the Divinity games, they were all in this universe created for them presumably i don't i don't think there's any crazy interesting backstory there but yeah this feels like a divinity game ported into D world with some mechanics brought in that like kind of makes sense to bring in um but yeah like the way the branching narrative works it's kind of it's kind of like looped back around because one could argue that like a lot of the influence on how those games feel is like was derived from these old pen and paper RPGs and like that's how they were kind of designed they were modeled after that like can we make Dungeons and Dragons but make it so we can play with a computer so we don't need a DM and now it's kind of like that loop has really been closed I feel for the first time here um in a super interesting way so yeah it's really good. I was not expecting it to captivate me to the extent that it has. Usually these big, super chunky, really deep um, RPGs like this are not my thing, especially anymore. I just like the time they kind of ask of the player seems like too much, but I cannot quit playing this one. It's just so good. It's so good on so many levels. Yeah. 
you mentioned like a threshold thing because I'm the same way where these like Divinity Original Sin 2 I enjoyed I put probably like 15 or 20 hours into and then just playing it was actively exhausting in a very unique way that these systems heavy CRPGs can be Mm -hmm. and I think like the threshold that they crossed here was a the combat while it's still very complicated is a little bit simpler I think in just the amount of things that you can do and the way that like actions and spells work that were like taken from D&D like it doesn't feel quite like the action point thing that they did in Divinity was yeah I felt like just kind of overwhelming but like the bigger thing is I think just like it's much more cinematic Mm, the yeah, yeah. original sin was like the way the camera actually like, focuses on people so when talking yeah the way that like it it makes it feel much more like you are i don't know it, it makes like the characters feel a lot more alive and real yeah. which for me is like in bioware games the thing that keeps me playing is like the characters typically like i want to like adventure with my companions and like hear what they have to say and like do their quest lines and the main quest is also like fun mm-hmm. but like half of the fun for me is like what they're gonna like say or how they'll react to things and all that stuff so they're like focus on that here i think is what's making it work for me yeah yeah i mean i think i feel like you could take the dialogue system and just the kind of character the party interaction system so like at both of those and it's just like you could look at some of that footage and not knowing you would think you're looking at a bioware game like the way that that those feel like the camera angles like you said the way things zoom in and out it's cinematic like you hit things when and cinematics fire it just like it feels like a Bioware game in how that, that party comp stuff all all works. And also just how your character and party interact and talk to people like in the world and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Should we focus on sound? Yeah, let's talk about sound. Start us off. What have you noted? What what was the thing oh that you've have like you know, has struck you the most in the sound of Faerun here? Uh well let me talk let me talk about the music a bit first sure, sure, sure. and then i think i can progress to sound because this game this game just has a lot of mm-hmm. of everything not even just music and sound it's just there's just a, there's so much stuff in this game it's yeah. kind of overwhelming and kind of incredible but um music it has a lot of music too and the music um this is going to sound probably lightly disparaging but I, do, I actually mean this as like a compliment but it it's very it feels like music I would put on if I was playing like a tabletop game or like a board game and I wanted to like find something that would fit into like what I'm playing, like a Spotify playlist of like fantasy music or like a tabletop audio, like site music. Um, it all fits. It's kind of, generic is like a mean word. I don't necessarily think it's generic. There's a lot of really cool musical things going on here, but it's very much like in the background and just adding on to what I'm doing in a way that works really well. Mm-hmm. But the benefit I think that it has is that it can be dynamic. And there's like, there's like moments as you are playing where like the music will like swell or do something that I think is like fun and adds a lot like combat in particular, when you I think kill an enemy, the music will kind of do like a little like flourish. Yep. Uh, and I, I love, I love stuff like that. Original Sin Two, I think, did something similar. Original Sin Two actually had like, this whole system where you had like instruments tied to characters, and like different instruments would play like, when it was their turn. Oh, I didn't know that. that I thought was really cool. Yeah, um, cool. I don't, I haven't noticed something like that in Baldur's Gate, but like, it still it has enough like dynamic stuff going on that I, I like it, and I think it, it works well. The, um, the battle music in particular, I like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think like. 
there's one track called lead your fight i think that's like the the battle theme i think i've heard the most at least in like act one of of it that starts off with like these like horns kind of like blaring and then it sort of turns into it kind of like backs off a little bit and it very much feels kind of like dramatic like tactical dun, dun, like i'm playing dun, like a really dun, intense dun, like dun. chess match yeah yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> Fits, it, the music all just like fits really well to me. Like the, there's a lot of it, like different areas, all the different themes. You know, you'll go into different sections, um, different like places in the world, and all have kind of unique things going on. Different instruments. I don't know. It's it's n- none of it's like sticking in my head really outside of the game necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I'm when I'm playing it, I am finding myself very much enjoying it and finding like it, it is enhancing my experience as I'm adventuring through this world and talking to everyone. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't had any particular tracks that have been like, Ooh, this is, uh, this is the one I really want to talk about, but I feel like that's kind of by design. It's trying not to get in the way. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. there's enough going on (laughs) a lot of the time where I don't need the, some big, big orchestral thing going on. Um, I will say, there is one song that I would argue is the it's the song of the, the song game. Yeah. <laughs> that the like he the so the composer for this game is um Borislav Slavov I I don't I might be butchering his his name but he also composed Original Sin 2 Divinity Original Sin 2 their last game and yeah there he composed uh this one song called Down by the River and I'll play a clip of it now because you'll probably recognize the like main theme in here because he uses that as like a motif all over the place. Yeah. And Down by the River is actually like a vocal track. Yep. But he uses like the melody that the person is singing like all over the place. Like the, yeah, that, that like line, he references that all the. It's all in like every place. piece. Like it's in there yeah. all the time. Yeah, um, which is cool. I like a good light motif. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that that one is stuck in my head uh, because I hear it <laughs> so often. Yeah. Um, and it's a really pretty track. Um, I agree. Yeah. So this is actually one of my only complaints I was going to make. Um, and I don't know if this is a totally fair one, but in the like character creator. That song is like one of two songs that plays while I'm making your character. So if you spend enough time in the mm-hmm. character creator, you hear that song a lot of times. <laughs> oh, it like, keeps going. And by the end of it, that motif is drilled into your brain and you'll never forget it, which is okay. But I think I also just have this thing where I really don't typically like Vox, like vocals in scores like video game soundtracks in particular i feel like they distract me almost all the time i think this one's good in the like in the character creator it's like feels less egregious but then the fact that it's just 
you hear it all the time in the character creator. Like it's not like one time when you started, it just like keeps going. I don't know. It just, it sits, it sits a little bit poorly for me. Um, but I think it is very pretty and I like all the references back to it and it pulls things together. I just think that could have been done without a vocalized performance. What do you think? Do you, do you like, I guess, do vocals in video game scores irk you as well? Or do you think that this is like a totally a me, a me thing? It depends. Um, I think, to your point, I, I it definitely, I, I have a similar thought about the character creation because I spent a lot of time in that character creator. It's a very I'm good sure character creator. Do. It's very fun to play um, with. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it definitely, because I spent so long there, it did maybe play to the point. I wouldn't say it to the point that it got grading necessarily, but like, yeah, it was okay. I mean, that is how I think I recognized, okay, oh, I'm hearing that again. Like as soon as I was <laughs> yeah. in like a battle and it like right. came in or something or wherever. Um, the, yeah. Um, so the, the, the vocals in games don't necessarily bother me. I will say that I tend to prefer it when the vocals are either like in a made up language or yeah. like are just totally incomprehensible or like a foreign language to me mm-hmm. um, because then I'm not like also focusing on like the words that are being said because I'm the kind of person that if there is music playing with words in it and someone is trying to talk to me or I'm trying to like do something, I can't like, I can't separate them. So that can yeah. be, that can be tricky. But um, I will say I do like that, that melody. And I think I had a complaint when we were talking about Final Fantasy uh, that sometimes like motifs in games that they use like aren't like the phrase they're using isn't super strong or it doesn't really like lend itself well to different situations. But I think this one is versatile enough to like work in a lot of different contexts mm-hmm. to its credit. So I will give it that at least that like it, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, that was a cool like twist on it. Like you can you can make that like very epic and upbeat or very like quiet and it still works yeah yeah so, so. I, I i i'm torn because on one, on one hand i do i like it as a motif and i'm i'm i have a suspicion that had it not been drilled into my head so intentionally at the beginning it would not be striking me so like i don't know poignantly but yeah like it almost like it put a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth and i like i'm i'm like this is cool i should like this but every time i can't i can't unhear i like map the vocal line to it in kind of a way that i'm not super keen on um but i think yeah i agree with your point like if it's in a different language or a foreign language to me it doesn't irk me as much and i'm I'm sure that's just like you know because you're not transposing language onto this thing but um yeah, I had this thought, and then I, 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 this is the thing on social media too. I've seen lots of people like I had to mute the music in the game because I was I spent three hours in the character creator and I was going crazy. too much, yeah, too much down by the river, too much down by the river, There's too much down by the river going on. Yeah, the performance is very nice. Like you hear for like this is yeah. very pretty. Like I don't, I, I think yeah. that I think it's anything just, on repeat. Yeah, anything on repeat like that can can eventually. Which is almost, it's very, it's I'm like, it's kind of surprising to me that this wasn't brought up at some point. Like, other people had to be feeling this in the studio and stuff, right? Like, this is a lot. We're repeating this song a lot. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was one of my only, one of my only complaints. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. But no, I like, I, I think the music overall, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. I intend to listen, I'm... I'm at the point where I'm just playing this game constantly, so I haven't really been listening to the music outside of it. But I imagine once I beat it, I will probably, I'll probably like cut it on, like 
be good in other contexts. Board it'd game be great, music, like, man. It'd like be great board game music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so it's well done. Very well orchestrated. The yeah. instruments, the voices are all very unique. Like I'm, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. I've been okay. So I do want to talk about voicings a little bit in the in in the instrumentation here. Um, oh, this will be like our mild spoiler warning. I'm not even through Act One yet, so nothing past Act One here. And I'm not going to like spoil specific story beats, but I'm going to use. I'm going to like describe context and like where things kind of are in the world. So like if you don't even want to know any of that, maybe skip ahead uh, like I know five, five minutes here. Um, yeah, again, no, no specific like then this thing happened and it sounded like this, but kind of just like in this area, this sounded like this. Um, that out of the way, the sound like the Underdark the like organ music and stuff down there. Oh, man, that stuff. That was the like the track. Like that thing came in like can you as you start exploring like this gothic kind of thing when you're down there and there's like some old runes and it's all like very glowy and bright, but there's all these kind of creepy creatures and it's a little more mythical even than the very, very high fantasy above ground stuff. Um that was where I felt the music was doing the most lifting and like pulling me into this kind of dark cavernous world. Again, like the organs and there was like the voices, there's like more chanting. And stuff down there. And again, that doesn't bother me at all. Like I don't count that as vocals in my head. Like that's a that's a mm-hmm. different thing. Um yeah. The underdark sounds even like when exploring and in battles, that's that's some good stuff. It was for me like the first like major point where like, I noticed a lot of contrast in music that had come before it mm-hmm. to after it, and the way that it changed like so much even like you said, like in like battle and stuff, because it, it think it changes battle themes there. Maybe like battles have their own, like each encounter might have their own music, or it might just like mm-hmm. flip between them. I'm not sure. I'm set rhythm. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But I do remember just once I was down there. I mean, visually, it's already like such a huge departure from everything that you'd done at like up until that point. It feels like, but yeah, it it um it it evoked a good vibe as soon as you get down there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not a good vibe, but like. A vibe. It evoked a, it evoked it evoked a vibe a good, strongly. It, it evoked a vibe well. Yes. Yeah. yeah there yeah. we go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, um, did you? So you didn't play Baldur's Gate one or two either, nope. right? Nope. Okay. I, I feel like I should probably say there might he might be doing like some cool references to Baldur's Gate one or two tracks, but I have no way of knowing, and I, I wish I'd had more time to like research some of those like early tracks but i haven't played through either of those very very large rpgs um and so i can't i can't speak to that there's references to the first two games absolutely (laughs) like characters and stuff so it's like there's a good potential that he might reference those as well but um yeah yeah i can't i can't if anyone's listening and screaming at us like yes obviously you idiots hop in our hop in the discord and come let us know yeah yeah, let us know we should listen to and uh, yeah. uh, we can we can talk about it. It's similar to be like a glaring omission if there was like some cool musical thing that we uh, yeah. missed because I'm, I'm sure <laughs> again I feel like get one or two. yeah there's so much happening in this game I'd be surprised if there uh, if there isn't to some degree. Um, yeah, and who knows like we're both I'm I'm in Act Two, but there's so much of everything in this game. Like we said, that there could be some crazy musical things that happen later that we just haven't got to yet. So maybe we'll do a Baldur's Gate like retro like next year yeah yeah <laughs> when we finish when we finish, um, finish the damn thing yeah um yeah. okay we've talked talked about music do you want to talk about sound effects let's talk about sound yeah the rest of the sound um i can start yeah kick us off yeah. what do you yeah it's me about the sound of this game 
it's good. It's very immersive. There's so much, like everything else in this game, like I mentioned before, this game is just like has a breadth and a depth, and it's just like daunting. And I feel like that is this the theme in every way. Like the dialogue's wild in that way, the sound effects are wild in that way. Everything just seems to be so diverse. There's, um, this is one thing uh, here. I'll I'll share with you if I can quick. But there is certain sound effects that fire when you are picking up and dragging certain objects in your inventory. Have you noticed this? No. There's certain, <laughs> you pick up certain objects in your inventory and they have a unique sound that is when you are dragging that object around. Wait, look, when you say dragging around, do you mean like you've like clicked the item and you're like moving it across the menu or you like put it into the world? Or no, no. Like, what? like in the menus, you click the <laughs> item to pick it up and move it in your inventory to another person's inventory or do something with it and it has a unique sound for that, for that specific oh, item. I just did that the first time and I was like, wait. Did that have a sound? Like, because they all make like a click, you know, like a sound when you pick them up. Anyway, here, I'll, I'll let you listen to some of these quick because this is just like, this was like, I don't know. I had a, yeah. are you kidding me? Kind of, kind of moment yeah. here. Play me some sick inventory sounds, yeah, Noel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hit me with those inventory yeah, dragons. Sweet, sounds. sweet inventory sounds. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the sound. Again, I don't want to spoil it, but that's the sound of a specific item in your inventory. And then there are other sounds as well that like you get when you're interacting with your inventory. Like that's the coin sound right there at the end. Like when you pick up those, when you pick up like armor, it has a distinct sound. And when you pick up like food, it has a distinct sound. And like it's all kind of if it's a book, it kind of sounds weighty. If it's a soft thing, it kind of sounds more muted. If it's something that's metallic, it kind of, you know, sounds heavier. And if it's like a necklace or something it sounds like you're picking up like a kind of rattly chain um Mm -hmm. but it's just like man there's a lot of like no one had to do this (laughs) there was no it's just like i feel like that's the story of this game is like no one asked for this someone just thought it would be cool so it's there um yeah and like the sum of all those parts yeah is is really fun it's very immersive yeah was there any any particular like menu sounds or anything you were impressed by um menu sounds i i i was like some of the like squelchy gross sounds you can get from like looting like certain enemies or like objects and things i was like that's crunchy and gross and impressive like i like just the variety yeah um of them like there's there's like the crazy attention to detail with things like dragging but then there's all like like the different like types of items and the sounds they make but there's also just like the sheer variety of how many different objects because like everything every like object in this game is like interactable it's all like very systems based Mm -hmm. so you can pick up things you can use things and like they all have sound effects and it's like kind of intense just to like think about how they like I'm just trying to imagine like what being like a sound designer on this game would have been like, and like it sounds intense, yeah, like so much. There, um, I think the sound-wise, I think for me the thing that stuck out the most was, um, I won't talk about like voice acting just because I mean vo- the voice acting is great, but like f- to me the the thing related to like the voice as far as like sound voices as far as sound design goes is just like the vocal effect chains they have for like all of these different creatures and entities and people you'll find like I mean all, all like the humanoid people like all kind of have it's just like you know people with various accents and whatever which is already impressive but like 
I don't want to get like too crazy into spoilers, but you encounter like, I mean, they're like mind flayers are like one of the first things you encounter in the game. It's like not really a spoiler. I yeah. think it's been pretty well known, but they have like their big crazy deep voice chain thing going on. Then there's like animal sound. But then you have speak to animals or so the animals are voiced and they all have like very like fun voice actors doing like weird things with their voices. I feel like yeah, yeah. you've got like all the creatures that might have like different, like especially like, um, like in the underdark, you can eventually find like the is it myconoids that like the mushroom people, mm-hmm. and they have like their own vocal thing. Like it's the I'm I'm impressed that they have like what seems like different like vocal effect chains for like so many different types of entities, and they don't all just sound like generic otherworldly voice. They all kind of have their own like different things going on, which I found impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, one more one more point on the voice acting again i think the voice acting is all like very well done the writing is really good which i think then is the perfect platform like these voice actors are having a very good time i am i am pretty sure because especially like i don't know the characters in your party there's a lot of personality in there but it doesn't feel forced like so many of these performances are are very very strong um yeah, but one one I do want to call out specifically is that this game has a narrator that is kind of like the DM voice of dungeon like of if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and the first time she speaks it's just like it kind of kind of it's like oh man this is this is what's happening now and it adds something to this game that like I didn't know I needed but it works so so well. Um Amelia yeah. Tyler is the the voice actor's name, and yeah, she's incredible. It is so she's so it's so good. <laughs> it's like f- kind of flat and knowing, but like it's very still emotive and great at the same time. Like in in that way that kind of only a DM kind of huddling over and telling you what's going on or what you're observing, and it just adds this whole like I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say like it pulls you into the world more because it seems weird having to have someone describe things to you to help captivate you, but it totally does. Like it makes you mm-hmm. so much more immersed. And uh, I think that their decision to do that was very, very good and very well cast, very well written. Yeah, it's like perfect. I have like no complaints like, with that at all. It's probably like the most important like casted like voiced role in the game, right? Like there's whole companions you could miss. There's whole sections you could miss, but she will still be narrating everything you do. And like, yeah, like the tilt she has with like certain, like, you know, like way she's describing things and yeah, just her general. Yeah. It, it's, she's really good. Yeah. <laughs> she's really good. Like if I had to imagine like perfect, like DM voiced person, like mm-hmm. who do I want my DM to sound like? It's going to be her. The only other person I will, only other video game narrator I will rank up there is the Disco Elysium dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, with like the super, super deep voice. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah. I need, I need both of them to like take turns just narrating all of my games yeah, for yeah. the future. Also a narrator. And it like, and I was, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's, again, there's a bunch of good characters. Uh, if you're, I'm just going to name some of them that I think are super cool. They're not going to mean anything if you haven't played yet, but uh, Raphael is super good. Uh, mm-hmm. Nettie, the healer in the grove. Uh, and Asterian is one of the party, one of the party members, and he's just very, very well written. Asterian yeah. is very well written, and his yeah. voice actor is having so much fun. Yeah. He's, <laughs> it, he's really chewing up those lines. Yes. He's really going to town on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah. Again, if you were yeah. like, I, I don't know. I don't have enough good things to say. I feel like a lot of the times I am not 
super impressed by voice acting in video games. It's a lot of like, oh, it's fine. It was good enough. I didn't notice it. But this is like adding something and not taking away in a way that is just like, it is astounding. Again, the, the amount of lines that these people have and the quality with which they are written and delivered is just staggering to me. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay, I know I'm just like, I'm just rambling about how good this game is. Is there any, anything else on the sound front you wanted to cover? I think the combat sounds are really good. Oh, yeah. The spell, the spell sounds, sounds yeah. are really, really punchy mm-hmm. in a way that I appreciate. Like, I, my character is a barbarian, so he's just up there, like, swinging at things and killing them. So, I mean, those, those all sound good. But every time I have, like, um, Gale, uh, like, throw like casting like a fireball or using like a force like push thing mm-hmm. or like magic missiles uh, or like my warlock when i have him like will use like his like eldritch blast on someone yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- they're all like they're all like different which is cool um but yeah they all just sound very like weighty and impactful in a way that i i very much appreciate outside of combat even like the abilities and like like sound effects and things that they all use is, is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, they're just the, once again, it's just like staggering how many sounds there are <laughs> and I'm impressed with all of them. So yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the spell casting is great. I think a lot of, I think what adds a lot to that too, is that the, there's a, there's a word for this and I'm blanking on it, but the characters like say they like out they like say the name of the spell like incantation yeah like they say it out loud like whatever the name of the spell is before they cast it again ignis yeah exactly and it's like big and reverby <laughs> and echoey and then the spell goes and does its thing it's uh yeah it's very good yeah it makes you feel like you're casting cool spells instead of just a little like whoosh, you know fireball uh and yeah. Oh, the um I love one little thing I guess I should add. I love that when you are attacking or doing things there's like little dice roll sound effects going on in the background. Have you noticed yeah, those? Yeah, 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 all the time. Yep. Uh so, yeah. so, and there's there's uh in skill checks in this game that you roll a you roll like a d20 and it's like you're like D&D you're going for a certain number, you're rolling a d20 depending on how good your character is at the thing you are rolling for and like what equipment you've got and stuff there'll be bonuses. So that's like very loud and prominent in, in your face. But also what Nathan's talking about is like there's like when you're just making attack rolls and stuff, there's little subtle dice roll sounds. It's not like, like a dice rolling across the table, uh, you know, are telling you if you're going to hit or not on these attacks you're making. And yeah, it's it's fun. It's like subtle and it's, you know, you might not notice it unless you're paying attention, but it's good. Baldur's Gate. It's good. I am. I am pretty confident this is going to be a lot of people's game of the year. Uh, Zelda had it on lock for me, but I don't it's, know. It's man. so it's good, really good. I didn't it's really. They're very different, yeah. but it's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like the stupid news article going around that like the bar for video game developments being set too high. I don't know. It just kind of feels like this is what this is what I was hoping games were gonna be like in ten years, ten years ago. And this is like one of the only ones that's really hit the mark for me. <laughs> and like, yeah, this really feels like what Dragon Age should have just kept on doing after origins yeah. and like it yeah. kind of got away from him, but very much feels like, like another, like, yeah. in the spirit of like those Bioware games and I hope, I hope nothing else this inspires like anyone else, like AAA, especially like making RPGs and stuff like Bioware. I guess I don't really know any other studios doing exactly what Bioware is doing, but like, you know, make games like this. Yeah. People like them. Oh, for They're sure. Fun. And I mean, that said, like, 
Larian was doing the thing. They decided what they wanted to do. They did it really well. Then they got the good IP and made a great game. Like this is, it's, I don't know, kind of a perfect story. So like, I, I don't want to take anything away from their achievement because like, I think they've, they've just done, done it very well. Um, cool. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. It's good. There's some good sounds in there. Turn, turn the volume up and, uh, explore listen to those dice. the D&D world. Yeah, listen, listen to those listen dice to roll. The dice roll. What's your um, minor update, Nathan? Minor update? Yeah, my minor update. Uh, so, Princess Mononoke is a Studio Ghibli film from 1997, I believe. And every, I think every year or so, there will be various weeks throughout the year where like, different like, Ghibli films will like, return to theaters and stuff. And... Last weekend and a little bit of this week, as of when we're recording, was Princess Mononoke's turn. And so I went and saw it in a theater over the weekend. And I've I've seen the movie like before, like plenty of times. But it's so good. Yeah. It's such a it's like a masterpiece. And the score, I mean, all of Ghibli's yeah. scores are pretty like I, I don't think there's like a bad one. But um Princess Mononoke its score in particular does such a good job from the get-go of just setting the mood for this like what i probably would say is ghibli's like most like epic like mm-hmm. in the, the literal like movie epic like sense of the word like film with like there's all these factions and there's like this conflict going on and it's like probably their most like violent movie and there it's like one of the more complicated ones i would say with like you know, not really like clear villains or anything. Well, kind of clear villains, but complicated characters. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. But there's one trick in particular that plays when um, Ashitaka, the like main guy, um, is like setting off on his journey after he's been attacked by this like demon and he gets like cursed and he has to like set off to try to cure himself of it. The track is called Departure mm-hmm. to the West. And it plays as he like gets on his elk thing <laughs> it's not a horse it has like it's, it's you know but he gets on it and he like is riding off into the distance um and it's like all these like sweeping like visuals of like the landscape as he's you know journeying across like rivers and through forests and it's just like swelling and it sets like the tone for that movie so well nice. I know you did like Lord of the Rings as your minor update a while ago and like when they were all setting off together and I'm like, I don't know. There's something about like that, that early kind of like we're on a journey, we're about to like set off and do it moment in movies that I just, when the music hits, it's like, oh man, here we go. Yeah. And um, Princess Mononoke, really good movie. Go watch it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, like a Listen vulnerable and exciting moment, I think. And it's just that like the human is primed for a, sweeping like give me like come give me something to cling to and it's yeah music fills it fills it very well yeah cool. what is your minor update Noel? um my minor you actually mentioned it earlier and that's why i didn't want to speak too much of it at the time but shortly before bombers game came out i started playing disco elysium which came out like a Every- couple <laughs> years ago uh and that game specifically 
I was super impressed by the role of the narrator. Like that, <laughs> it's uh There's nothing you can do about it. You are how you are, and she is how she is. Things will go as they do. No. It's better to know you're being played than to be played without knowing it, is it not? It's very good. I know we just we spent too much time talking about narrators. Um but that game, the narrator, just the sound design in general, it's kind of like depressing and dark and stuff. Uh, the voice, all of the voice work is also very impressive. And it's kind of, kind of the same story for me. <laughs> it doesn't have, seem to have quite the breadth that uh, Baldur's Gate does. But again, for like a little kind of game that I think surprised a lot of people and came out of nowhere, it has, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there that is also very just... Um, intriguing and cool and kind of mood setting from an audio perspective uh and there's there's a lot i think of analogies that could be drawn between these two games and the role of the narrator and the voice actors and stuff um so we won't go super deep into that but it's a cool game uh and i'm excited to play more of it i'm it might take me a while to finish it because i have a hunch my like click around and explore a world meter is going to be pretty extinguished after Baldur's Gate, but i am excited to return to it at some point. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The Lenville Brown. Oh, is, is the, the name, name yeah, yeah. of the I looked it up narrator nice. in Disco Elysium. Yeah. yeah the... He's very, very good. Yeah. Um, very different performance than um, the narrator of Baldur's Gate 3, but very, very, very good. So. Yeah. He feels like he's kind of not on your side most of the time. He's kind of an antagonist a little bit, but uh, it's complicated, but it's just kind of, it feels, it feels very good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in and listening. Um, let's see. You can find us on uh, octetpod.com. Uh, and get a link to our Discord and everything there. Uh, we'll also put a link to the Discord right in the show notes so you can find it. That's probably the best way to get in touch. Uh, but we're also octetpod on all social media. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye. See ya. Yeah, later. Ta-ta. Till next time. It was fun chatting. <laughs> it was fun chatting. <laughs> I'm going to oh. use one of these. <laughs> did, did, did the sign-offs? This the is sign-offs Nathan hard. signing <laughs> off. <laughs> Over and out. Sayonara. See you later.